1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Beam Ads and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
2: Good morning, happy Friday. It is BMAS and Beamer, but no BMAS today. BMAS was at a concert last night. I saw a few of his pictures on the socials this morning. I'm sure he had a great time. And today on an airplane to New York City, uh, where he will have to have proof of vaccination to do just about anything, except for what he's actually there to do, and that's to go to a wedding that is not requiring vaccine uh, proof or a test. So, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he will be having a great weekend on the road. I forgot, this is BMAS or Beamer, and today it is Beamer. And next week, we are in for some interesting shows. I'm just, just giving you a warning. We are in for some interesting shows next week. Now, I've got a lot to talk about. But first, I have to say... Do you see what's opening up tomorrow? I, I know if you look at me, I have pale skin. I burn easily. But I love water parks. And they are finally opening up the old Fantasy Island as a water park. Uh, I, I, I missed the name. Jim, do you know the name of this new water park they are opening? Jim Steliano, who's going on vacation next week, by the way. It's like Niagara Splash Park or something. Niagara Splash World. It's a world of splash, that's right, and that is opening up tomorrow. Now, I am a water park guy, right? You go to Darien Lake, what are you doing? I'm going right to the water park, and it's usually to my detriment because I do burn quite easily, Uh, but with this opening up, you know, another thing to go see, another thing to go experience here in western New York, and uh, I will definitely be there. Maybe not this summer, but I will be there. Because I have to check your advertising as a water park here in Western New York. I'm going to take it in. Also, if you're looking for something to do now, I I was talking with Susan about this this morning. I am not an art guy, right? No one says, ooh, I wonder what Joe Beamer thinks of art. It's usually not. I don't think those words have ever come out of someone's mouth. Um, But last night, I went to go see the Beyond Van Gogh in the tent that's set up at the Eastern Hills Mall. And you wouldn't think of it. I mean, this tent was, went up in a, in, an hour, you know, in a week. But it's pretty cool. A really cool experience to go see the Beyond Van Gogh. Again, I don't know much about them. They have an education room for that. And usually I'm the guy that does not read anything in the education room. I didn't read anything in the education room for 16 years of education. Um, but you have the education room. And then you have what everyone has seen on TV, the paintings uh, coming to life on the ceiling, on the, on the walls, on the floor. It was a really cool experience. And this is coming from someone who doesn't admire art, who doesn't know much about art, right? I think the art they sell at Bed Bath & Beyond for $19.99 is good enough to hang on the wall. Um, but this was pretty cool. Now i and I would say if you're into art, I'm sure it's amazing, uh, but for someone like me uh not very uh much in the art scene, I thought it was really cool and and uh if you're looking for something to do this weekend, I would say, get some tickets and go see it It's a cool experience it's um It's interesting, it's informative, it's educational, but it's fun at the same time. Something that they weren't able to do um, in school when I was there. Uh, So there's something to do. There's my review on the Beyond Van Gogh uh, exhibit that I went to yesterday. All right. So you heard us talk about it this morning. And it's something Brian and I have talked about repeatedly on this show. And, you know, I'm trying to find a a nice way to say this. And I've been thinking of a nice way to say this for the last four hours, but I can't. I think our sports media really should be ashamed of themselves. I'm sorry I said it. But, you know, we've had COVID-19 around for a year and a half now. We've had, we've been talking about it nonstop. We had a football season that was mostly empty stands. Okay. Now we have a season upon us. We're going to have packed stadiums for the most part when it comes to college football and NFL. And what's the number one thing that sports reporters want to talk about yesterday? They want to do everything they can to put words in Sean McDermott's mouth. And that's, that's exactly what happened yesterday. Here's just a little bit of the McDermott press conference. Again, he has said repeatedly that he, he's, he sounds a lot like what I've been saying. For the last few months, he believes in the vaccine, but he also believes in people's right to make their own decision. And he respects that. That answer did not seem to be enough for the media asking questions yesterday. They were far less concerned with the product on the field more than what Sean, what the Sean McDermott think of Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, really trying to get the coach of the Bills, the football coach to make a comment on COVID, even though I'm pretty sure he just kept on saying the exact same thing. I mean, this was a press conference, the the press conference before the last preseason game. You've got Josh Allen starting. It's going to be the first time that a good number of fans are going to be in the stadium in a long time, right? It's against Green Bay. There's a storyline there somewhere. And they're more concerned with the fines Isaiah McKenzie got, Cole Beasley's uh, attitude on Twitter, and COVID vaccinations overall. So here's a little bit, uh, here, instead of asking about the product on the field, who's on, who, you know, who might be cut? Who are we looking at here? What are we looking at? What are we looking for in this game? You know, questions I would ask. And so I, I would just say to the sports reporters out there that want to talk about COVID, you can come do my job, and I will go report on football. If that's what you want to do, come do this come talk about COVID all you want, and I'll go report football. I'll probably pick up a college football gig on the the side. So if that's what you wanna do, great. I I just don't think this is the media to do it. So here's just a little bit of the press conference yesterday. It's unfortunate when players
3: get fined, right? Um, That being said, these rules have been agreed upon and in place and well communicated for some time. and so it's important for us that um, we focus on a being safe and healthy. Uh, that's number one, and that's always been number one. And then number two is doing our best to stay focused on the goal and the purpose of why we're here, which is to win football games.
1: John, you said that it's a personal decision and it's a
0: competitive decision. Do you feel like that your team is at a competitive disadvantage with how this is
3: played out, or could be a competitive disadvantage somewhere down the road? Well, I think. When the numbers are the numbers, um, based on what Jay said, um, some people are are in a better position potentially than we are at this point. Just looking at the on the surface, the numbers. That being said, um, again, I go back to the personal decision on this thing, and I respect our players' positions. In my personal opinion, uh, it's right to get vaccinated.
0: I mean, you guys can do all the right things as far as coaching and you know, as far as team strategy goes and things like that, and performing on the field. And then something like this, where you know, you can have one you know, position group it's wiped out, partially wiped out because of this. I guess just how frustrating is that one I mean, has nothing to do with the
3: team. Yeah, very frustrating. Uh, very frustrating. There's people's livelihoods at stake in terms of uh, you know. People's jobs are, are, in their performances judged often wins and losses, or how well a person does X or Y, and some of that's dependent upon other members of the team. That's why this is a team game, and um, being able to count on people is important. And so, when you're going through a week, if this were a real week, and having um, the players out that we've had, um, that makes it, it makes it hard to win games that way. And. Um, That's the competitive piece of this, Heather, and that's, um, you know, that's that's hard enough when it's non-COVID years based on natural injuries that come up through week to week games and practices. And now, um, not now, but as of a year ago uh, and change, uh, this came on the scene and and we continue to deal with it.
2: Let's just look at how ridiculous that policy is. As we talked yesterday, someone tweeted at Cole Beasley and said, if you get vaccinated, it doesn't have to make sense. Right, I mean, that's the message? That's the message we're going to give to NFL players? I mean, this is, this is what the NFL is doing. They're obviously just trying to force people to get the vaccine. You heard Ryan Tannehill. He said, and I will quote, Ryan Tannehill said he was not going to get the vaccine, but that the NFL pretty much forced, uh, forced his hand. He said... And now he is half vaccinated and part of the Tennessee Titans that are on the uh, COVID-19 list. But looking at these policies, right, Isaiah McKenzie gets fined almost $15,000. And they actually talked about this on ESPN this morning. The language they used in the letter for refusing to wear a mask. I don't think Isaiah McKenzie was, you know, ripped his mask off in front of the camera he, you're going from practicing outside, and if anyone went to the, to, a, to the gym over the last year when you had to wear a mask, I think you know how difficult that is. And, you know, the, fir- the last thing you want to do is throw the mask back on. So he, he probably just had either forgotten to throw the mask on, or maybe he was refusing. But it's so interesting how there's that narrative right from the beginning. And, and it's in everything that's written. In everything that's written, when it comes to football. Last season, especially this year, it's all tied into COVID, and now it's all tied into unvaccinated player so-and-so, and and -and so-and-so who is unvaccinated. I mean, when Cole Beasley gets his first touchdown, is that going to be in the next day's wrap? Cole Beasley, who's unvaccinated, scored the Bills' third touchdown of the game. I I mean, it's getting ridiculous. And then looking at the policy itself, the Tennessee Titans have eight to nine players right now sitting out, because of COVID-19. They're also one of the highest vaccinated teams. So, how, so nine people, mostly vaccinated players, are sitting out. Mostly asymptomatic. Which goes to something that we have talked about numerous times on here. I talked about it earlier in the week when I was sitting in for Bowerly. You are testing vaccinated players. Who might test positive for COVID. They're asymptomatic. And when they're asymptomatic, that also means they probably less chance of spreading if they're spreading it at all because they're vaccinated players. This comes from uh, our good friend, Dr. Amesh Adalja, who we've talked to numerous times here on BMAS or Beamer. And Dr. Adalja says that uh, fully vaccinated people getting tested, it, it, its it's a... It's really based on risk. And if we are talking about NFL players who are vaccinated, should they really get tested? I mean, I, I hate to say this. Should unvaccinated players in the NFL really be getting tested? If there's one place that we can do exactly what I've been talking about for months now, and that is getting vaccine, or I'm sorry, having the vaccine there and saying, here it is, NFL players, you can have it. Or you, don't need, or you can say no to it. It's your choice. You know the risk. But by the start of the season, we're stopping testing. We're stopping COVID testing. You know, I saw a perfect quote on Twitter yesterday. I don't need you to be vaccinated for my vaccine to work. And I still believe that. I don't listen to politicians who are all about their power. I have the power to do. I can, I can, I will, I will. No, I'm going to listen to doctors like Amesh Adalja, who says, um, vaccinated individuals who are not feeling symptoms, if a person is, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. Let me start the quote uh, on this. This is from Amesh Adalja. If a person is fully vaccinated and has symptoms, that needs to be tested and evaluate, evaluated for, uh, for COVID. Now, that's if they you know have to go to the hospital. Not just because they might have COVID, but because they're symptomatic, they could. Adalja noted that for the vast majority of cases, a breakthrough infection in a fully vaccinated person is not clinically significant. Not clinically significant, which means a lot of these COVID-positive breakthrough cases that we keep hearing about are people who are getting tested that just have a little virus in their nose. They're not sick, they're not spreading it, but they test positive and now you have Tennessee Titan players who have to sit out who are vaccinated because they tested positive. If there's one place that we can finally just say, hey, here's the vaccine. By week two, testing's done. Masks are done. By week two, you've had this option. If you want it, great. If you don't, that's your personal decision, and that's great as well. But we're going back to playing football. Then that gets rid of, of the AP and all of these sp- in sports media trying to talk about COVID-COVID, trying to force a, a, a football coach's hand to get him to say anything against his players who are unvaccinated. And that's what we saw yesterday at that press conference. That was sports media in Buffalo trying to get Sean McDermott to badmouth Cole Beasley, to badmouth Isaiah McKenzie, because they are not vaccinated. If there's one place this works, it's the NFL. I mean... How much longer is this going on? You know, this was my question two days ago. This has been my question for two months. How much longer does does this go on? You know, I was writing up my outline for the show to send to the program, to our program director, Tim Wenger, this morning. And I said, eventually, aren't we going to have a player have the COVID game? You know, the famous Michael Jordan flu game, which turns out he had food poisoning. But I'm going to pretend what I thought when I was 10, that he had the flu. The Michael Jordan flu game. And one of these days we're going to have the, the COVID game, right? Because all we hear about is COVID's here to stay. COVID's always going to be here. That's true. And eventually, we do have to go back to our lives as normal. And normal would be not fining players 15,000, not forcing players into getting vaccinated with these fines. And now, both Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie, they're just, a, they're just forgetting to pull their mask up away from potentially missing four games, and that's absolutely absurd. That is absolutely absurd. If there's one place that we can say, I mean, I think this is how it should be in the entire nation. Hey, you have this option. Get it great. Don't get it great. You know the risk. But in the NFL, I do think it's time to, hey, you've had your chance to get the vaccine. We're throwing the cotton swabs away. We're throwing the masks away. We're getting back to living. And we're going to have packed stadiums most of them with no, no proof of vaccine, no testing, no masks. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I can't wait to be a part of it. But if Cole Beasley takes his mask down walking out of the bathroom, he might have to miss four games. It's, it's the, I'm sorry. I don't use these, this term lightly. It is the stupidest policy. It is one of the stupidest policies. People are going to get vaccinated who want to get vaccinated. But you're going to try to force their hand. You're going to fine them. You're going to suspend them. You're going to take away a paycheck. And for what? Because as I keep on pointing out, as Brian and I keep on pointing out with our guests, like Dr. Amesha Dalja, with the vaccine there, especially in an NFL setting, there is no need for the constant testing. There is no need to keep on pushing people Toward the vaccine, as I've always said, I'm a a believer in the vaccine. I've seen the vaccine work, but I, I am not Dr. Joe Beamer. I am just some dummy on the radio. I would urge people to get the vaccine. That's not my job, though. That's your job to make that decision. That's your doctor's job to make that decision. But if I'm sitting here and four unvaccinated people wanted to join me in the studio, Great. Because I believe in the vaccine I have. And my question to those who would be scared of foreign vaccinated people being around them, why did you get the shot then? You obviously don't believe in it. So the NFL is going to keep this up, which means every post-game press conference is going to focus on the unvaccinated player who either didn't get to play or had to pay a fine. Wow, this was an amazing game. It went into overtime. And the Bills eked out a victory halfway through overtime with a 50-yard touchdown run. Our first question is: Cole Beasley is still unvaccinated. How does that make you feel getting on the football field with him? I mean, is that is that is that the point of absurdity we're going to get with this COVID talk? You know, I've always been big on. I, I'm I'm not you know one of these people who's anti-athletes using their platform. They want to get out their political opinion on Twitter. Fine. I don't have to follow you. But when you're playing the game, when you're on the field, that is, that is for most of us an escape from reality. And I just hate that reality keeps on being brought into it. And we are seeing that again with COVID. You know, the last thing I'm going to be thinking about on September 12th, the last thing I want to think about is COVID-19. I want to be in a packed stadium I want, to find, I want to see one of the best teams in the NFL take the field. Defeat the Steelers for a third straight time in two years. That's what I want to see. A week from today, and Jimmy, I know I'm going over, I'm sorry. A week from today, Virginia Tech kicks off their season. Do you know what I'm so happy about? I don't need to show a proof of vaccine. I don't need to take a test. I don't need to have a mask on. I'm going to a football game to watch football, not to worry about COVID, not to worry about if the person next to me is sneezing. No, I'm there to take in a football game, and I cannot wait. But it seems like there's a lot of people out there and a lot of organizations out there that all they want to do is push us back into 2020. Fight everything to move on from 2020. They want to keep pushing us back. And I think what you're seeing with the Tennessee Titans, again, this isn't, this isn't trusting science. This isn't listening to doctors. This is all trying to make a point. And it, it's getting to the, to, to, to the level of absurdity. And yes, it does upset me. Just like how I was talking about on Wednesday, I'm upset that six people now aren't coming to my wedding because they're vaccinated, but they're scared of COVID-19. Then why the hell did you get vaccinated? What was that pros and cons list? Why the hell would you get vaccinated if you're still scared to, do, to get back to living, to go to an event? But this is just like I said on Wednesday. You know what? Six people canceled. Yeah, it's sad. I'm a little upset over it, of course. And when I see, when I turn on sports, when I turn on Mets game, when I turn on Virginia Tech, when I turn on the Bills, and they're talking about COVID, 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 like, I'm sick of it. That might sound millennial, I might be selfish, but you know, I, I do want aspects of my life where I don't have to be hit over the head with reality. And I'm sure there's aspects of Sean McDermott's life where he wants to go to a press conference and actually talk about the team he's coaching. He doesn't want to spend 30 minutes of the, of the Buffalo sports media trying to pry statements out of him that he's not going to make. So again, if you want to talk COVID-19, if that's what you want to do, come here Sit down in this chair, I'll take your mic, and I'll go, I'll go interview the Bills. I'll go cover the Buffalo Bills. I'd be glad to make that switch with you. What do you think of what's going on in the NFL? What do you think of, uh, and it's not just the NFL, what do you think of places trying to force people into getting the vaccine? You see it with Delta Airlines, you're seeing it with the NFL now. And do you agree with me? Are we to the point where you just say, hey, here are the vaccines, we're getting back to life? Take it, don't take it, whatever. We're getting back to normal life. If this is something that's going to be here forever, that's eventually where we're going. Nothing else is going to happen, right? We're not getting rid of it. There's no COVID zero. Eventually, the statement will be made. Here are the vaccines. Take it or leave it. We're going back to normal. I think we're there. I think we were there three months ago. I'd like to know what you think. 803 Randy has the news. We're back after this. Call from mom. Answer it
1: It's Beamaz and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN.
2: Welcome back. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you have some great weekend plans. Maybe getting to the stadium tomorrow, taking in some of the weather, checking out the new water park on Grand Island, the former home of Fantasy Island. Or maybe just chilling in the backyard with some friends and family. Whatever it is you're doing, I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, Live it up. You know, as I keep saying, uh, live it up. Live every day to the fullest and especially summer's here in western new york um we are talking about the nfl and this forcing there uh, without forcing does that make sense they're forcing without forcing uh that they're doing to try to get every team to be 100% vaccinated they have fines you can't you can't take your mask down you can and and again it, people you know the times that we had to wear masks here at Odyssey, which used to be Intercom, I'm going to admit, and I hope I don't get fired for this, I'm going to admit, there were times I forgot to put a mask on. There were times I went, I, I took the mile stroll to the bathroom and forgot to bring my mask with me. Sorry, I did. We all make mistakes. Um, with that said, uh, you know, I I just, I think, I think we are past... The trying to convince, trying to do this in the NFL. I think it's time to just get going. Get back to normal. Get back to the games. Focus on the games. Because I'll tell you this. I'm not taking a whole seat. I don't watch many of the post-game conference, press conferences anyway. I'm going to be honest with you. I hear the audio the next day. But after the Bills beat the Steelers 42-0, I don't want to hear talks of COVID. I don't want to hear questions about Cole Beasley's Twitter. I'm sorry. Like I, that's not what I want. I want to talk about the game. And I'm sure I'm sure every player, vaccinated or not, wants to talk about the game. I'm sure every coach, vaccinated or not, wants to talk about the game. The first thing the coaches and players are going to want to talk about after the win in week 1, after talking about the win, is talking about how great it was to have a packed stadium. Okay? They don't want to talk about COVID. They want to talk about how great it was seeing people in that stadium going wild after the touchdowns, hearing the shout song sang by tens of thousands of people. They don't want to hear about COVID. And they don't have to. Like I keep saying, someone and I'm I'm happy with the people who agree here on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You know, and people that are are texting in are people who have been vaccinated or unvaccinated, but they agree, we get back to normal. People who are unvaccinated know the risk, but we get back to normal. We stop requiring tests for everything, and we just get back to normal. And if you are unvaccinated, and you know you, you get sick, and you have to go to the hospital, you know the risk. I mean, I don't want to sound heartless, but you know the risk. And if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic, you go on living your life. We are. That is. I can't see another endpoint. You know, we had someone. I think on Tuesday, it was one of the two days Brian and I were together this week. I think it was Tuesday or Monday, and someone texted in, "This is the new normal, guys. Get used to it." And it was someone that was in favor of of uh, seasonal mask wearing and social distancing is here to stay. No, no, it's not. That is not a normal way to live. That is not a sustainable way to live. I saw this in the AP this morning. I'm sorry, not the AP. Wrong. I don't want to um, quote anything wrong. I saw this in Forbes this morning uh, about the trauma caused on children from mask wearing and social distancing. That the trauma that we are going to see evidence of a year or two from now or 10 years from now the lack of social skills when let's be honest the younger generations and i mean younger than even me the younger generations already had social uh, social skill issues why cuz they're texting everyone everything's on social media now the only way to communicate is if you're if you're playing video games on a headset right we don't we don't communicate face to face that was an issue before covid-19 and now you have people that just want to live this way Oh, well, this is to stay. We can't, we can't risk going back to normal. I would say even those who might identify as far to the left because for some reason this has become a political thing. I would say even those on the left of the aisle, left side of the aisle, would agree that this is not a sustainable way to live. All right? we, can't, we can't do this for another year. We can't do this to us. We definitely can't do it to our children. We can't be on edge. You know, I saw Liberty University. Liberty University in Virginia is going 100% virtual next week because of a surge in cases. So is this going to be a yearly thing? We're going to do that here here in Western New York? Your kid's going to get back to school. They're going to see their friends. They're going to have normal social, social lives, I mean, with a mask on. And then you're going to say, oh, sorry, this was fun. You've got your syllabus. We're going back to the computer. We can't do that every year. We can't tell business owners, hey, we might be imposing a 50% capacity limit. Hold on. We can't do that every year. And for the people that just want to sit at home and say, well, this is the new way to life, get used to it. Well, sorry, we're not all social outcasts like you are. Most of us like to talk face-to-face to people. Most of us like going to crowded events. If you're the kind of person that just wants to sit at home and do nothing for the rest of your life, do it. But don't expect the rest of us to adapt. That's not normal life. Most people want to be in a packed stadium to watch a football game. Most people want to go to a concert and lose their voice. Most people want to go to weddings that are at full capacity. Most people want to work with other people in the building. And have those normal conversations and those normal interactions. But by all means, there's enough jobs that you can work remote for the rest of your life. If you're that person, if you're too scared to take risks to go back into the the real world, then stay at home. Stay at home with you and your 10 cats. Watching QVC and the Home Shopping Network. That's fine. Do that. Live at home, live in your chair, all by yourself. That's fine. Most people aren't like that. And most people look at at what happened last November, last December with the vaccine, and they said, this is it, I'm back to normal. Or even if they didn't get the shot, hey, this is it, I'm going back to normal. Either way, most people are like that. That's one thing vaccinated and unvaccinated people can't agree on. They're ready to get back to normal. They are not going to accept this as a new normal. I hate that term. That term disgusts me. Most people like talking to other people. They don't want to have conversations with themselves. Most people want their children in school making friends having face-to-face interaction, being able to talk with their teacher. No, I'm sorry, I'm still not understanding how you got X equals 56. Sorry, I don't get it. Most people don't want their kids at the kitchen table taking science class. Most people don't want their kids not playing sports with their friends, having physical activity with, with you know gym class phys ed, whatever it is, most, most people don't want their kids just sitting, on, sitting playing video games 24-7. They want their kids to have an active lifestyle. But then you have these people, oh, well, you have to accept this is the new normal. Anyone who would accept that, I'm sorry, anyone who would accept that, I'm sure did not, did not have many social interactions before COVID-19. And again, if that's the way you want to live your life, If you want to live scared, if you don't want to take risks, let me ask you, did you ever drive to work before COVID-19? Did you ever go to crowded events in flu season? Did you ever, before they banned smoking in bars, go to a bar? I mean, seriously, this is the risk you don't want to take? You're fine with every other risk? Put yourself in a bubble and stay at home. But I'm sick of people that are like, well, Joe, you just have to accept this is how we live now. No. I'm not going to accept. I'll never accept that. I'll never. And you know what? If that's what you want to be, if you just want to be locked at home for the rest of your life. And I see it from people, people my age. You know, on social media, I'm staying home until, until it's safe, until everyone's vaccinated. Well, have fun staying at home. You want to kiss your 20s away, kiss your 30s away? Fine. Be my guest. But I will not be a part of it. And I I think we are far past the time to just say, this is enough. Let football players get on the field, play football. If, If they're sick with symptoms, yes, of course. Stay at home and get better. But I'm done with this just dictating every aspect of life. When the science says it doesn't need to dictate every aspect of life. We have the protection. Take it or leave it, we have it. We're moving on. And yes, a lot of my, my last 10-minute rant stems from six people canceling out my wedding. I apologize. That is still sticking with me. I, and I'm sorry. I'm going to try to get over it over the weekend. But it is still sticking with me. It, it is still something that bothers me. And when I hear COVID-19, all I can think of are people saying, oh, I... <laughs> I don't I don't know, I I can't make it. I'm sorry. Eh. And I apologize. And I should not I should not let that dictate uh, my um my talking on the air for the last few days, and I, I do apologize. But we have we have to get back to normal. If not for us, think of the youth of America. We're so we're social media, where everyone having a cell phone in their hand, texting instead of actual phone conversations. We've lost some social skill. Let's be honest. We've lost some social skill. Are we going to lose more? Are we going to allow more? Are we going to allow the youth of today to just only know how to talk on a Zoom call? Only talk via text? Only work from home? That's a sad existence. By the way, so before we get out of here, Talking about all the stuff that I think makes no sense, all the stuff that there is no answer for, you know what I'm, I could not be any more excited about? And I know our audience is going to hate the next 10 minutes, Jim. I know they are, but I got to talk about it. Jim Stelliano, he's on vacation next week, but he can see exactly what I'm wearing today. I am decked out in game day gear because a week from today, 6 p.m. next Friday... The Virginia Tech Hokies are finally back. And they're taking on, that's right, and they're taking on North Carolina. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Watch out. But the home opener, the fans are going to be there. The, the smell of tailgating will be in the air. The brews will be flowing. The, the game day flags will be up. The stadium will be packed. Concession stand food at halftime, probably. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this sense of normalcy. You know, a year ago, I went to one college football game because it was the only one Tech played in front of fans. It was in Louisville. I think I can say that now. I think the statute of limitations has passed. Um, They played one one game in front of fans last year, and that was at Louisville, 8,000 fans. Okay? And of course, my dad and I went. There's an option to go to a Tech game. We're not turning it down. We went to Cincinnati the night before, so we weren't in any state for more than 24 hours. See? See what we did there, uh, former Governor Cuomo? Um, Spent uh, night one in in Cincinnati, and then we went to Louisville for the game. Had a mini tailgate in the hotel, and then went to the game. The concessions were open. We were in the air. Right was Halloween There was stuff going on, bars were open, people were having fun, enjoying their lives. The only thing not normal about that trip was that there were only 8,000 people at the stadium. But it was awesome to be able to take in the game, see Virginia Tech win, right? A sense of normalcy. Well, a week from today, when the parking lots are crowded, the stadium is packed, we're jumping up and down when Inner Sandman starts, hopefully Tech gets the win. I can't wait. And guess what? Guess what won't go through my mind for an entire 24-hour period? COVID-19. Because it's, I'm outside. I'm at a packed stadium. I'm watching college football. I'm having a few adult beverages. I'm enjoying life again. The, the last thing I'll be thinking about is COVID-19. I have a really, we've, we've heard about uh, Brian Mazurowski's very busy summer, right? He's had weddings, he's had concerts, he's has more weddings, more concerts. September and October are, are my busy months. I've got tech in a week. I've got my cousin's wedding the weekend after that. I've got tech at West Virginia. That'll be fun. That'll be crazy. After that, I have my own wedding. And by the way, somebody... Somebody has proposed that we do a contest here at the station to fill two of the spots that have been canceled at my wedding. We may have that conversation. We may, I may propose that to promotions. I think that'd be a fun contest. Anyway, so after my wedding, the week after that, my friend's getting married. And then Tech is home for three straight weekends, starting with tech, uh, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. So I'm back to living. I'm back to road trips every weekend. I'm back to having fun. I'm not going to let this person on the text board that says, you're the issue, Joe, fake news, Joe. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm getting back to normal. I'm getting back to living. And that's why when I hear these press conferences with Sean McDermott and I hear 30 minutes of questioning, trying to get Sean McDermott to badmouth Isaiah McKenzie, to badmouth Cole Beasley, to force them into getting the vaccine. And that's why I get upset. Because I'm I'm back, I'm ready to live. I took a risk getting the vaccine so I could get back to live. And if you did the same and you're not living your life to the fullest, why did you get it? Please tell me what was on that, that pros versus cons list. Versus, sorry, pros versus cons list. Because I can't tell you what the pro would be if the pro wasn't getting back to living my fullest life. And that's exactly what I've been doing this summer. It's pretty much what I did last summer, let's be honest. And now, with full attendance at games, I don't have to show anything to get in. I don't have to remember my mask after having a few, a few adult beverages. I'm ready to live again. I'm ready to have fun. And I hope you're ready to have fun. I hope you're ready to because you have football season that goes right into the holiday season. And last holiday season, I was on the air, Christmas Eve, in for Bowerly, and I told you how, you know, how sad it was. My Christmas Eves were, are, have been highlighted for as long as I can remember by my parents' Christmas Eve party, and we didn't get to do that last year. Now, obviously, I enjoyed the company of my family. I enjoyed the company of my fiancé, of course, but it wasn't the same. It was not the same to go see my, you know, go to my family's party. Have fun seeing everyone. Some people you only see on Christmas Eve, right? You see them once a year on Christmas Eve. I'm ready to have that back. I'm ready to have a full holiday season. I'm ready to turn on all the holiday events and see packed, you know, packed places taking in the holiday events. I'm, I'm ready just to get back to my life, and I'm, I am past the point of letting anyone shut that down. I'm past the point of anyone taking that away from me. I'm ready to live. I'm ready to have fun. This month is probably going to be, one, this coming, upcoming month is probably going to be one of the greatest months of my life. Getting married. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. And I'm not going to let anyone cancel that. I'm not going to let anyone shut that down. It's time to live. The time for shutting things down and canceling events is over. Okay? We managed it. We came out of it. We have the protection now. Get it or don't get it. That's your choice. But we're back to living. There's no more excuse to shut things down. There's no more excuse to cancel events. We're back. We're living life. I hope you are too. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your friends, your family, those who love you. Make sure you tell someone that you love them too, right? Make them feel wanted. It's a great Hunter Hayes song, by the way, to uh, end a Friday. Have a great week in Buffalo. I will be back here. Hard line, we will be talking about the situation in Afghanistan. We will also be talking about Governor Hokel's first few days in office. Stay tuned for David Bellavia, who yesterday gave some great insights into what was going on in Afghanistan. I look forward to hearing him again Right after the news, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Buffalo, it's always great to join you. I will talk to you again Sunday at 10 for Hardline here on News Radio 930
1: WBEN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours